You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 218 for the week of July 30th, 2017. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire. And occasionally, as in this week, Game of Thrones. Uh, As always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. This is our Game of Thrones recording crew right here. <laughs> we're doing like short and sweet episodes this season. So. Yeah, we're like the last week on Game of Thrones thing. You can listen to us right before <laughs> the next episode comes out. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right before the episode. Hey, what happened last week? Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Lemon Cake rating. What'd you give this one? We, I'm sorry. This is season seven, episode three, The Queen's Justice. So, uh, what'd you give this? I'll give it a 3.75. I think it was a good episode. I, I liked it. I liked the, the, the focus that it had in certain areas. Like, I was able to follow along instead of like trying to jump around too much. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll give it uh, three lemon cakes. I feel like that's my what I'm doing all season. I, I feel like these episodes are fine. They're not, like, knocking my socks off. But they're also... Uh, they're moving a clip that I'm not really bored during them. So, mm. um, I guess I'm going to give it three. Yeah, sure. Go with that. I guess we'll jump right into it. And, uh, I mean, we're at Dragonstone for, like, half this episode. So, um, let's start there. We have immediately John arrives at Dragonstone. And we have him and Tyrion sort of rekindling their friendship here. Um, it was nice to see that they they still get along. It's almost, uh underwhelming how major this event like is but you might not notice it right like the, th- 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 these are meetings that we have never seen something you've looked forward to in a long time in the books and th- then you see it now you have to kind of appreciate like wow they're actually meeting yeah years later i like their interaction it's so strange i feel like if this were in any other season like them meeting would have been the climax of the episode uh but <laughs> because right. they're jamming so much into these episodes these final two seasons um it's just like all right let's get it over with Let's do it. Done. All right, next. <laughs> They're like walking and talking. <laughs> you can't even stand still and talk. We've got to walk and talk. <laughs> By the way, I was married and never consummated. Never Didn't ask. <laughs> it's like a West Wing episode. This episode yeah. is written by Aaron Sorkin. There's walking and talking all over the place. Um, that is a beautiful castle. I mean, uh, it's Part of that is a real location, that the, the bridge they walk. Has to be. A, that, cause, yeah, that causeway is awesome. Yeah. That's where you want to have your summer home. Yeah. <laughs> and can you imagine getting attacked by an army there? Like, the army has to run at you, like, maybe two people wide. It's such an impressive castle. Like, the, I mean, even maybe even more than, than the books, because it's like, in the books, they managed to storm it, apparently. I was like, how do you storm this thing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's only that one way up there. Yeah. And um, is it more impressive than the amazing High Garden Castle? <laughs> well, Highgarden was never meant to be. Well, actually, Highgarden maybe is meant to be beautiful, but it was never really meant to be like a stronghold compared to the other, some other places. It's yeah, not. But well, it was meant meant yeah. to be more than two towers behind a couple trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, relative. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we didn't see the rest of it. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, Tyrion brings up uh, Sansa and jokes around. Oh, I I bet she misses me dearly. I think they just kind of put a kibosh on any sort of notion that. Um, any anything about the marriage is going to mean anything later like they're just like no yeah. marriage marriage doesn't mean anything done over yeah. don't even talk about she was it or, well she was already married to somebody else too yeah so um then we have uh while they're walking up melisandre is looking out from above and um 
Varys is uh, kind of approaches her and he's like, "What's the deal with you and Jon Snow?" Which we know, he, we know how that ended. Yeah. Well, I almost felt like he was going to push her off the cliff or something, but I was like, <laughs> she probably, would, probably would see that coming. It's not going to end like that. It kind of felt like <laughs> I don't know. And I guess the big point of this was that we had the uh, we had Melisandre saying that. She's going to go off to Volantis, but she has to come back because she's going to die. Or she has something else to do. What'd she say? Mm. She has to die or have something else to do? She said, I can't no, she, she said uh, well, both. She's got some, a role to play, but she's going to die here like you. Like, they're both going to die here. Yeah. Which, I would understand Vari's being like, well, yeah, no shit. I'm, I've been living here most of my life. Of course I'm going to. <laughs> of course I'm going to die here. But, um, yeah, Melisandre taking that out, which sort of unsettles Vari's there a bit, I guess. Varys actually has, has a lot of scenes so far this this season. Like he's, if, if you look at the, I don't know if they, if, if, if proportionally, it just seems though he's 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 building as a character. Yeah, he's ready to bring out Aegon for the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like him. I like his character. Yeah. Um, and then we get the meeting, Daenerys and Jon, and we have this hilarious introduction with Missandei giving the five hundred billion titles. For Daenerys, and then Davos being like, "This is Jon Snow." <laughs> oh, oh, and he's uh, he's uh, king of the North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he did, although he did try to kind of. Uh, it's almost like a rap battle, in a way, because later on he kind of tried to build up Jon Snow uh, a little bit later, right? And he was like saying all his credentials, yeah, but not off titles, more off abilities. But he stopped short at um, comes back from the dead. Yeah, <laughs> took a dagger to the heart, and then. It's like, oh, uh, wait a minute. So, uh, what did you think about this interaction, this thing we've been waiting for for so many years? I mean, I think it was mostly, I I, kind of said it, they're not going to like, they're not going to hit it off right off the bat. There's going to be some tension, but there's also going to be some respect there. And they did, they did develop their relationship over the course of the episode. Uh, Although I, I, again, no, I I didn't even think of it watching it, but you think John would have thought a little bit more about what he was going to say. He seemed like he was kind of improving his way. (laughs) <laughs> through what he was going to ask for. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to hard to plan. Sort of like Daenerys has the power, and I think John knows that. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, all right, well, what's she going to say? Is she going to ask me to bend the knee, or is she looking for an alliance? Or um... yeah, I think he, he didn't do horribly, but uh, he finally got to the point. But he really and he, and he did say you're better than Cersei. But you think he would have uh, if she had agreed to help him, then he would have bent the knee. Like you think he would he would have done that if she actually said I was going to help you? I don't think so. Then then, uh, but do you think he should have? Like if she actually was going to let's say like I'm going to drop everything and come like with my dragons up north and help, but you must bend the knee to me. I don't think he could. I don't think he could bend the knee yeah. and then go back to um, the north and have anyone take him seriously. Pointed that out. Maybe he almost like said it basically like the lords of the north would not accept you now. Right now, like he basically said that, like that's which is true, right? They can't, he, it's too early for them to suddenly swear to this queen. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they haven't seen her do anything yet. So, uh, but I mean, John but does. You, you John get, does see the dragons when he's that's walking right. up. Well, he, he should have. I mean, not that referring to Stannis is going to help much in the in the show, but he should say like, to be the queen, you should first save the kingdom. Then you can be the queen. If you come up and do that, then I don't think there's going to be a problem. And then bending the knee to her. Yeah. But oh. putting the cart before the horse here. <laughs> we get kind of a <laughs> recap of like the whole history of Westeros and everything almost. Uh, yeah. Or at least the history of uh, within the books of like what happened with 
um, when the Starks went down there and the Mad King, and they sort of recap like everything we're supposed yeah, to care right. about. Um, but uh, yeah, they they definitely didn't hit it off right at the beginning, um, and I think that would have been weird if they did. Um, yeah, and you can t- like the only way I believe she's gonna let him remain like king of the north or something is she has to find out he's a, indeed a Targaryen. I don't, I don't believe she'll ever <laughs> let Jon Snow um, remain king of the north. If Jon gets a dragon, then he's going to be king of the north. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, is he going to get a dragon? I don't know. I think so. So here's my I question. Think... Is if yeah. all of a sudden one of these dragons like cozies up to Jon and Jon becomes a dragon rider... Does that dragon all of a sudden completely stop listening to Daenerys or caring about her and totally wow. sides to- totally sides with Jon, even in a possible uh, confrontation with the other dragons? I think uh, in a normal scenario, once they, they they bond, at least from what we've seen in the books and like the World of Ice and Fire, then they just bond to that rider and that's it. Danny can't ride the other dragons; she can only ride one, the uh, one dragon that's Drogon. But I think like Danny's a little bit like different, where uh, the, 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 this other dragons would probably still be hesitant to fight her, but it would be a little bit different. I don't know; it's hard to predict. I think most of the time, yes, they would basically just bond with the new rider, and that's it. And then they just give up their old friends and family, yeah. and they're like. But, but Danny's Danny's weird in the sense that she's taken care of all three from an early age. That hasn't really. I mean, she hasn't. She can't. I don't, I don't think. I don't know if the show is going to go into like she can't ride them. Well, I think it's obvious she can't ride them. It's not going to have a scene where she's trying to ride three dragons at yeah the but end. i mean in the books from what i took from the books is like once she's rides drogon she can't like let's say drogon sleeping she can't then go ride another dragon oh yeah like yeah, it's, okay. not, it's not gonna work uh they won't like it would have bad consequences if, if she did True. try to do that but i don't know why like is there some sort of magical connection or they can tell yeah that's a good question i mean but, but also it's not gonna happen soon because from what we've seen from the trailers and the way it looks like if he becomes a dragon rider, it's probably not gonna happen until next season hmm. or the end of this season yeah. So then Varys comes in and uh, interrupts everything uh, with the Ironborn attack news, um, <clears throat> which sort of splinters the conversation here. So uh, we're going to follow right now, we're going to yep. follow Tyrion going up to Jon on the cliff um, and the Broodfest 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell is Ghost? I want to see Ghost. Yeah. Um, I don't think, well, it wouldn't have brought Ghost here, though, I guess, right? Like, how, how would they be like give up your weapons and your direwolf like <laughs> well then Daenerys would have been like well you got a big wolf i'm just gonna bring my dragon yeah in i guess it'd be this, more respect yeah he would earn some more respect to <laughs> with them i keep forgetting yeah, I, that in the books right now that john also has a talking bird on his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> imagine if they tried to do that in the show that would be yeah <laughs> did, did they have mormon's raven early on though i feel like they might have had a scene when he was feeding it or something but i don't i don't remember I feel like he was in it earlier, but uh, he yeah. definitely has not um, become Jon Snow's raven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. So um, so we find out that Jon is sort of a prisoner now. They took the ship that he had out in the bay, um, and he's kind of stuck here. He can't really get away. Um, and Tyrion's sort of offering up an olive branch to him, saying, mm. you came here with some ludicrous fucking shit. You got to give us something. You got to you got to work. You got to work this, buddy. <laughs> Come on. Start playing this game a little bit here. Work with us. Um, which he, apparently he tells Tyrion about his desire for the dragon glass. Um, which Tyrion immediately takes to Daenerys and they discuss 
They discuss. Should John have said something about the Dragonglass earlier? Was he right to sort of withhold the information to see how things went first? Or no, I mean, it, I like the course of this episode where, like, they have it's it's almost like real negotiations. They have discussions. Things come up. You don't normally get the chance to to focus that long one place and have other than it being a battle. I know some people didn't like that this shortened the battles later, but I I didn't really particularly care for the later battles. And I, I, there'll be big battles coming this season anyway. We don't have to have a big one each episode. <laughs> I like the I like the the development here, and Tyrion really did shine in this episode. Yeah, he had a lot of he had a lot of gems in this one. Um, but uh, Daenerys agrees to uh, let him have the dragon glass, and. Um, she, that's she, a bit but, of a victory right there, like uh, he, that he's able to start p- gathering the dragon glass. Like that's what he want, one of the things he wanted. So yeah, and win, she win. she also offers him men to help mine it. So yeah, that's a big help too. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be tough for just him and a couple people <laughs> to exactly. do it. So yeah, exactly. Um, they're gonna fill up that ship really quick with dragon glass. <laughs> John and Danny meet up again, and they uh, bond a little bit more. They 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 have a better interaction. I feel yes. Like. I mean, now at this point, now uh, Daenerys also knows that she's lost um, part of her force, and That's so right. I think that also kind of opens up her eyes. Are like, okay, I can't just make enemies of everyone here. I things may not go the way I want them to. I got to be a little mo- bit more strategic than that. And then the uh, I felt like the, yeah, they, they connected quite well here. I think John said a few things that caught her eye. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good scene. Like so there's even that thread of that that, that little tiny. In- tidbit of a potential romance here i felt like it started here it's just what i was about to ask did you see any spark <laughs> of romance and you did obviously i seemed. did i saw a bit of it there being a being a shipping expert myself <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> uh speaking of ships yeah. um we need to find euron's fleet danny has had it she just wants to take the dragons fly to his fleet and burn the ships which to me Seems like a freaking good plan. Just go burn those goddamn ships, <laughs> and then you're done. Then he's done. But um, that's right. But uh, Missandei, uh, has this line in this episode that caught me off guard. She goes, "All it takes is one arrow." And at first, I was like, "Oh my god, she knows about the giant dragon killing crossbow." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wait, wait, wait." She's talking about Daenerys getting hit by an arrow. Um, well, so. she basically did the same thing uh, when she was burning the ships outside Marine. She burned a bunch there. I guess not as many as Euron has now, but yeah. she was flying around burning ships. But I, I guess the thing is, they don't know where the fleet is because, as we have seen yes. in this episode and the last episode, Euron's fleet moves very freaking quick. Um, this is blood magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's not just a matter of just oh, go and burn them. Like they don't know where they are. Yeah, ocean is a lot bigger. Then a fleet of ships and some dragons. So <laughs> it's a little bit hard to go find them. So that That's makes right. sense. That makes sense. And um, if they had, they wouldn't have found them because they're not there. So exactly. They, they, they flew around the whole damn continent. Maybe um, he knows a canal. There's like a canal that goes right through. Actually, the, the, the rivers almost do almost go through all of uh, Westeros if you look at the map. Almost, but it's not like quite. A, I know, but they but that's what you know. If they when they had if they have a stable kingdom again and they wanted to invest in a project. They should just dredge a canal system through the mainland. <laughs> that would really vitalize the whole interior. So just boats just going across. That's what I would do once House Manwood is on the throne. I want to start that. I want to build a canal. <laughs> <laughs> Not a wall. Build K- a canal. King Amin's first decree. Build the canals. Yeah. 
And we'll call it the Manwood here Canal. What's the big canal in in, in uh, South America that I'm thinking of? I mean, in um, Panama Canal. Right? Panama Canal. Thank you. Yeah. I, you were just slipping my brain there. Yeah. Uh, Panama Canal. Canal. Canals are important, and they they would be like the. <laughs> I, have to, I, I need to look at the map again. I mean, just from the look at the map, it looks like it almost goes all the way, but I mean, it might not be traversable. Like I feel like we have discussed or we've read about at some point that like. Um, a lot of people the take, take, like, take like li- little boats. They take like little paddle boats around all the place, but they can't quite get all the way through the continent. Well, naturally they can't do it, but I mean, like it almost it almost extends naturally. Like if you look at, uh, well, I guess when it goes up to the neck, that's different. It it kind of is blocked there. But even yeah, look look at the High Garden. Like the river almost goes all the way to King's Landing. Almost ain't good enough. I mean. Jamie took those rafts the other direction when he went to High Garden. <laughs> but I'm saying almost. Then, then you just build the canal to tie the two, connect it. Perfect. You got it. You got it solved, man. Yeah, let's then. do it. That'll change. <laughs> that'll change the board game. That's right. It will make ships even more powerful. Um, Speaking so of uh, then we get uh, we start talking about or the crew at Dragonstone starts talking about the unsullied attack. Cut to oh, are we get. Tyrion saying, along the same time as we see the Unsullied attacking the castle, that there's a lot of forces, they probably can't take it, except for the fact that Tyrion knows about the sewer system, because he apparently built it, or helped build it. Yeah, he managed it. And that's how he snuck in all his his lady friends. Yeah, but in any case, yeah, he took advantage of that knowledge. I think even in the books, this might also turn out the same way, Tyrion using his knowledge of Castle Rock to take it. Yeah. Not from a direct assault, so... Very true. So uh, we have this battle, or we have this scene where the Unsullied are storming the walls and everything, and they break in and they get through. And the Unsullied, I feel like the Unsullied win all their battles because they sneak in through a back door or a sewer system. Um, <laughs> but but they get in there. Battle apparently is a little too easy. They look out. Euron Greyjoy is there with silence and his fleet, and they are taking out the Unsullied ship. And I hope to God that the majority of the Unsullied ship, Unsullied soldiers, got off the ships. Yeah. I think I think they did because they mentioned later in the episode Jamie's talking about how uh, eventually the Unsullied will have to march across the country. Uh, they yeah, he didn't really even mention that like we we sank like most of the Unsullied themselves. No, they took out the ships, but most of the men were on the were yeah. landed already. I think. Who is with Grey Worm? Is Grey Worm now in charge in a castle in a world that he's in a land that he knows nothing about? Like <laughs> he's gonna be like, yeah, we got to march across. He's gonna be like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> He's like, I don't have no yeah. idea what direction I'm supposed to head in here. I mean, I'm sure he's probably studied the maps of Westeros before he took off because he's a good soldier and stuff. But um, he's in a strange land, and apparently he's That's in right. charge. Do you think that? Do you think, do you think the Maester of Casterly Rock will help him? Well, he's bound to serve whoever's at the castle, so okay. I think he will, even if they're unsullied or not of Westeros. Yeah, well, because well, if helping him will help the people that are there. I mean, there's still civilians there, right? Or there should be. It's not just a well, it's over. It's, it's overlooking Lannisport, which is which where the, most of the civilians are. So yeah, the mist will will help him. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, so we see that uh, most of the Lannister forces of the ten thousand men that Tyrion claimed there there have left, and they are already they have left a while ago, and they've marched on Highgarden, which falls way too easy for my liking. <laughs> I know, I know. I, <sighs> Once they got Randall on their side, that 
turn most of the lords against them, right? So the, that's that's the, that was the whole thing that they switched the, everything over to Cersei, I think. But yeah, you, but just think- it's it's so weird because last season. The Lannisters were like, hey, the Tyrells, we need you. You have the strongest yeah. army in Westeros. We need you to come to King's Landing to take care of the Sparrow problem that we have. And now a season later, it's like, oh, the <laughs> Tyrell forces, they're really not that strong. <laughs> it's like, what? Make up your mind. I'm confused here. Um, well, I don't know. In the show, the Lannisters actually have more. I think we talked about this before. I mean, they, they lost some. Yeah, well, the then Lannisters why didn't the goddamn tr- Lannisters bring their forces to take care of the Sparrow problem? Or were yeah, they just, quite, he was just using the Tyrells. He's like, we're not going to put our people in trouble. I could see no, that. That is a good point. That is a good point. At that point, when Jamie was trying to get the Tyrells, why didn't he use his own army? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that was a little I, bit I feel awkward. like they're changing too much of the story here to be convenient for shit. Like, we have that scene later on. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but we'll, it, it ultimately, make a note we'll of that. We'll be back. The we'll fundamental be. problem of this season, uh, it all goes back to the point that Danny was so powerful at the end of last season. We thought maybe half her ships would sink just off screen <laughs> to a storm. Yeah. Well, that storm has a name, and it's Euron Crow's Eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit. And that's a line huh? from the books, I think, basically. That's paraphrasing a line from the books. I kind of uh, love how he is just kicking everyone's ass. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, man. He <laughs> is. Like, why, why, and then Cersei is like, after the war is finished, we're going to marry. He's like, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm. Ha- that's what I'm hating. Now that we're past the books and stuff, I feel like the show writers are just like, "Oh, well, we're gonna write whatever we want that's convenient for us in the show," and just kind of throw out the whole history that we book readers, show watchers have grown to love. Stuff. I mean, I'll bring it up right now. Later on, with the Iron Bank, apparently in the episode, <laughs> they talk about how the Iron Bank is like. They've made so much money off the slave trade, except that Bravos was founded by runaway slaves, and it doesn't work if they don't do slavery in Bravos. That's right. They're entirely anti-slavery, and then, but and you could say that, oh, well, maybe in the show they didn't do that, but then the show's extras they actually talk about the same thing, like they accepted in the DVD extras that Bravos is anti-slavery. Yeah. So it just seems dumb. Unless, unless you always have to try to like, you end up in the point of justifying. Although this scene, maybe you could you could read it, maybe. When Cersei says that, he just that's wrong, and he just plays along with Cersei. He doesn't want to contradict her. It's like, well, actually, we don't, we're not uh, invested in slaves. But it seemed like he almost took it but, as a point. But like no, he, he says, he, well, the slave yeah. trade has definitely taken a downturn lately. Yeah, it's like, like I mean, there's ways to read it, like he, the, to, to justify it. But it's like, why bother? It's just sloppy writing. It is. Most it's it's yeah. them. It's a, yeah. they don't have, they don't have the books now, so they. Figure they can just write whatever they're treading, the fuck they're treading they want. water like Theon. Well, yeah. not treading water. They know what they're doing. They're they're doing some backstrokes. Like they, which I, I don't entirely hate actually, because the more it changes from the books, the more I kind of like it at this point because it's just yeah. its own thing. Okay, okay, and, and it's but, separate from the book. But like this is the problem. This is why George is taking so long to write the books. Is that yeah. he fact checks and he goes, "All right, I want to yes. write this," and then he calls up Elio and he's like, yeah. "Hey, did was Bravos did, was Bravos into the slave trade?" And I was like, "Oh no, it was found." And he goes, "Oh, that's right. Thank you." Okay, and like then he has to rewrite the whole chapter because he he messed yeah. one little thing up, and that's why it's taking so long. And the sh- the writers are like, "Man, whatever." Well, the, sh- the, show the show writers the fake, are like, "Fake news of Westeros." That's <laughs> <laughs> so this and George, George has a journalistic background. He actually does a real. <laughs> I'll gladly wait if it means I'm getting a thing that makes sense with everything else that's been written. Anywho, I'm yeah. going off. Keep, keep in mind that the the Greyjoys, both in the show and books, like lost a lot of forces in the north, and yet they seem so powerful. And I know it's mostly that they have ships, but they have the man the men to man the ships too. Like they seem they have a lot of men to man that thousand of ships. Yeah. So it's like they it's like wow what then they like. 
have trouble in the north. Like I guess it, it makes sense because the north is more land based, but they're really powerful. They up the graduates a lot. Uh, but the other the other part that's kind of interesting though, it really is kind of like Game of Thrones the board game right now with all these ships and the Lannister. <laughs> I know Greater Alliance. I totally sent about. a tweet to you that I was yes. like, "Hey, if you own the sea, you know the board game. If you own the ocean, like you are, you are in a power position in that board game." That's right. And um, Lannister Greyjoy is a good alliance, but keep in mind that Greyjoy often can backstab Lannister for a big win. So let's see if that happens. Yeah, <laughs> and if there's going to be a big backstab here. Um, and now the Greyjoys pretty much own the ocean. Yeah, they took a lot of like. What's her remaining fleet? Not not much, right? Like the rival Greyjoys are gone. The uh, Targaryen fleet is all gone. Like Daenerys is back to having no ships again. I guess well, I think she all- has some ships. Uh, at Dragonstone, because they kind of mention it, but well, right. yeah, I'm sure she has some, yeah. but she's lost yeah. most of her fleet. I gotta assume she's, to, to take that many unsullied over must have been a big chunk of her fleet. Yeah, right? that was a yeah. that was a big fleet out there. Shit. Yeah. Um, but anywho, Jamie <laughs> and Olena. Oh man, Olena dropped the mic. She gets the last word here. This was yeah. a, this was an awesome scene. I dug this yeah. scene with Diana Rigg. Oh man, way to go out. So good. So yeah. good. Um, I love that nobody knew uh, that she killed. Like, she kept that secret. I, I think that's a great... That's so cool. I wasn't sure. There was part of me at the end where um, I believe that... J- I thought that Jamie had, like, fed her... Uh, the poison was the strangler, like she had used on Joffrey. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she was going to say, tell Cersei I want her to know. And I thought for a second Jamie was going to go, she already does. And then, like, Olena was going to start choking. Yeah. Um, but not at all. No, her secret was kept. She got the last word, and Jamie stormed out of there. And that's going to change the whole relationship between Jamie and Tyrion. Because J- Jamie still believed that Tyrion killed Joffrey, right? That's right, yeah. So... That changes that up. It's- so far, Jamie. I mean, I guess because Tyrion's gone with Danny, that's kind of soured their relationship. But uh, their relationship seemed a little bit better than the books because there was the whole Tisha thing and all that. Yep. Um, and True. he did still free. He, he still freed Tyrion even <laughs> after Joffrey was dead. It was, but then Tywin died. So that that that's not going to help with Tywin dying, if if that matters as much to Jamie. True. 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 Uh, awesome. So she yeah. goes out, but she gets that info to him and then he storms out so yeah, yeah it was a good scene he's out of there oh then they also get the high garden gold which they yeah need, so right? that i assume that's what cersei is going to use to pay the iron bank with which she promises yeah because give give me a fortnight to collect it basically and then use it but the question is will she actually get that gold that's that's to be seen why you think the lannisters are going to get intercepted or something Seems that that might be a possibility. Danny's got to do something at this point. She's just <laughs> she's probably going to be more offensive now, and they got to. But that's the thing too. They don't know where the Lannister army is. I mean, this probably happened quick. Maybe. The, yeah. I, Did I she mean, get a Raven out? Yeah, too? Exactly. High Garden. Yeah. I mean, in the books, High Garden probably would have got a Raven out. But yeah. um, but also you have <laughs> archers that are there, and they shoot down the Ravens. So possibly the Lannisters have well, good I mean, archers. You- you, they, they weren't exactly. I mean, they were coming with uh, at high speed, but they were still. Mar- you think she could have got? I guess she didn't want to get away. She, what is she going to get away to? She has nothing to get away to, really, right? She has no family, nothing. She probably just didn't care. But oh yeah, Olena didn't care. But I mean, to get the Raven off and be like, "Hey, the Lannisters are over here. <laughs> Come yeah. burn them," which is what she wanted her. Which is what Olena wanted Daenerys to do anyway. Yes. Like, hey, I'm not going to survive this, but they're here. Fly over here and kill them. Mm. <laughs> And I don't really care about my castle anymore. My family's all dead, so burn that too. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's go to King's Landing. 
Let's go to King's Landing. Yeah. Uh, Euron is parading Yara and Alaria and Sandsnake number three through the streets. <laughs> um, is it Obara? Is that Obara Sand? I, I don't care, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting put through the streets. Alaria spitting back in people's faces. They're getting shit torn out, thrown at him and whatnot. Euron's loving it. He's having a great time. He's getting hard, apparently. Um, and... Uh, he takes him right into the throne room and right to Cersei. Um, yeah, this is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, they're not going to well, be this... they're not going to be happy place. It seems like it seems like Cersei doesn't care at all about Yara. Yara. No, and I I think I kind of predicted it too because she doesn't have a particular need need to hate Yara, and Yoran doesn't have a reason to give her up like he would keep her as an old prisoner. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, Cersei yeah. uh, chains up Ilaria and. I'm just gonna say Obara because I'm I'm guessing that's her name. Um, no, I'm, I think I think Obara is probably one of the ones that died. She's probably if she uses poison, maybe she's Tyene. All right, like, Alaria, Alaria, and her daughter, Alaria Junior. Alaria Junior. <laughs> are um, in the cell, and I thought Cersei was gonna go like really, really twisted, and I guess this was twisted, but I yeah. I thought it was gonna be like more graphic or something. I thought it was gonna be physical pain rather than. Oh, well, it is still gonna be physical pain for the daughter, but emotional pain. Yeah, it's really fucked up that she's just gonna be chained there for forever, watching yeah. her daughter just die and rot in front of her. That's pretty. That's pretty freaking twisted. That's messed yeah. up. Like, I mean, no one likes the Sand Snakes, but no one deserves to die like this either, right? Like, it, obviously, they, they were going to lose and they were going to probably be executed, but yeah. this is just disgusting. But it shows Cersei's gone to that point now. Do you think we're going to see Ilaria again? Uh, uh, no, unless the show wants to go back into, like, Ramsay Bolton territory and do, like, a quick flyby. Hopefully not. <laughs> um. Cersei and Jamie. Cersei does not care about covering this up anymore. <laughs> yeah. The the Romulan handmaid comes in and Yeah, uh, Romulan. <laughs> Cersei all herself looks like a Romulan. She looks like that uh remember that female Romulan that was like half like Tasha Yar's Tasha daughter? Yars. Oh that's right, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this yep. is the new Romulan fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I want to Photoshop the Romulan Romulan Empire thing over the throne, Iron yeah. Throne. Um, so yeah, there she just um, that's her. Even her own uniform, her own uniform. I'm calling it a uniform. Her own dress has her Romulan look with the shoulder pads. <laughs> oh, true, very yeah. true. That's oh, right. The tal she are. Um, so uh, she's not caring. Whatever person sees her, word's gonna get around now. Do you think that changes anything? Once no, honestly, it does not matter anymore at this point. Yeah, they don't have any kids. They're not ruling through their kids. They have like undead guy with them. It's like, and they've won a few big military battles. No one's gonna be like, now I'm gonna leave because of these rumors. Like it's basically everyone kind of knew about it by this point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have the Iron Bank scene, which we've talked a lot about. But I think the result of that is that the uh, she convinces the Iron Bank to stay on her side, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was a big win for her. Absolutely. Uh, Although I guess do you think she would have maybe she didn't know that they backed back Stannis? Do you think she would have mentioned that at some point? Didn't actually openly say that they backed like she he wouldn't bring it up obviously, but she didn't bring it up either. They probably secretly backed back Stannis. Mm. That that wasn't out there, and then their their Iron Bank is not thinking how do we get our money back? Uh, and so far they picked well. Like if they get, if they do get that gold, that's a good pick. They get all that gold back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. uh... A good scene. I mean, it was, I, I like that scene. 
yeah, I enjoyed that scene too. Mycroft from Sherlock. Um, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. It was good to see him again. He's a fine actor. Um, and uh, yeah, that worked out. I was like, uh, I liked it. And Cersei was convincing. I, I think she, uh, Lena Headey did a great job acting that scene. And uh, it was good. I liked it. Yep. Uh, so we go to Old Town where apparently Jorah is cured. <laughs> <laughs> Not with, uh, I thought it was Dragonglass like paste or something. I know because... Maybe it was, and we just don't know. We don't know what was it, but I don't think it was. I don't think it's in the list. That yeah, was... they don't even care. They're just like, oh, God, we don't need Jorah to have this anymore. All right, well, we'll change it up. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird because now Jorah, I mean, a, a huge part was that Jorah couldn't go back to Westeros. Yeah. Because he's exiled. But now that he was sick, he came, he came back, and now he gets to hang out there because he was sick. Like, well, he was I mean, still no one exiled. I, I yes, guess there's nobody but like, really who's going to enforce that? Like, there's no one like alive that's like, like. I'm looking sure. For I'm him. sure Randall Tarley will uh, be mad at him if they ever. Bought. Yeah, if Randall Tarley catches him, that's one thing. But or, he first, or anyone in the north. Yeah, but he's just going to jump on a ship and then head over to, to Dragonstone. Like, he's yeah. not going to. I guess so. He'll 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 he'll, he'll wave down one of Euron's fleet and he'll go. He'll hitchhike hmm. far of the way or a ship hike. And then jump off and swim. It just seems so weird that it was that easy. Like, why, why do you even have it in the first place? Yeah, then and then then having it come back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't physically easy. It hurt like hell. But it just like yeah, story writing wise, it just disappeared. Um. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I don't. I don't quite understand what the point was. But um. Maybe hey. the fact that he met Sam will help a little bit later. Like, it's like, do you think they even planned this far, the far ahead, or they just gave him the grayscale and they're like, okay, now what are we gonna do with them? Like, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, shit, what do we do that for? Mm, I don't know. Let's let's cure it. Okay, done. Um, just put it in the book. Just read a book. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they shake hands, which sort of, I guess, proves to us viewers that he is indeed cured. Unless next week Sam starts getting grayscale, which would be awful. Yeah. No, I think Sam's okay. I guess there, but I guess the lesson takeaway is that the books are better. If you, a, <laughs> if, you, if you read a book, you can do anything. You can um, cure grayscale. I can see part of the meaning being in the scene after this, where the archmaster um, sort of yes. says, "Hey, great job," and maybe, maybe that will sort of uh, uh, propel Sam's story in some sort yes. of direction. Where now maybe a, a different archmaster or this archmaster sort of goes, hey, you want to know about this thing? Um, yeah. And leads somewhere else or whatnot. Well, I always thought Sam would be a good maester. There was just two problems. One was Randall Tarley didn't want him to be a maester. Well, that's not a problem. He went and did, did it now. And the second, he didn't want to dissect bodies and stuff, but he's got over that now. So he could be a great maester. Yeah. He very he could be. It just takes so a damn healer long. Too, yeah. like, <laughs> he's going to return <laughs> to Castle Black to be the maester, and you're going to be like, oh, no one here I know. Castle Black is actually good for your career as a maester. You should you should leave it. That's why they, they put Aemon up there to rot. They didn't want him to progress up the ranks because he was a Targaryen. So yep. you want to if you want to go up the ranks, go to be around Old Town. Hmm. That's where the good spots are. <laughs> <laughs> or King's Landing, I guess. For... So uh, Theon gets rescued in a short little scene. Um, tries to say he helped Yara. Nobody believes him. Yeah. <laughs> Life continues to suck for Theon Greyjoy. That's right. And maybe we'll meet John at some point, right? They're heading that direction. 
So. Yeah, where do you think Theon's going? I have no idea anymore with him. I don't know. You think he's gonna bump into John somewhere? I guess. I think. I think he will. I think. I think there's not ship going back to the Dragonstone. Like he might even be on that ship. He just hasn't come off it yet. So. I guess. Yeah, because I think I, they'll I, have an interaction. The question is, I mean, if, if Sansa told him what's happening, he shouldn't be mad with him anymore because Sansa's forgiven him. But did they even talk about it, or is it going to be like, oh, Theon, I hate you now? Oh yeah, he's probably going to hate Theon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless of if he help Sansa out like he's done some shit but um yeah I just I just don't know where she's going but we also see in this scene that um there are still um Daenerys uh, there are Greyjoy dragon loyalists still alive yes I kind of thought they had all just died in that battle <laughs> no they're, they're alive but it's like it basically doesn't mean anything there's like a couple ships left like it doesn't make a difference yeah yeah um, so then let's go to Winterfell, where Sansa is uh, taking charge. She seems like she's doing a good job. We got yeah. eyes on the prize, guys. Winter's coming. We need to get more food than this. Uh, we need to uh, warm the, that armor up because that's just going to get cold. Um, she's like, <laughs> yeah, we need to bring, everybody needs to give us their grain, which seems kind of terrible to her people. Um, to the other castles, they're like, hey, give yeah. us your grain. We're important. We're more important than you. <laughs> But her her reasoning of explaining it wasn't horrible. Like at least, what's her reasoning? I mean, what's her reasoning? Her reasoning is that like if the wall falls or something, everyone's gonna run to here anyway, and then they're gonna leave behind the grain. Like it's gonna it's centralize it and have one main area. Like when you transport it. Is that so. true? Is everybody gonna run to Winterfell? What if the wall wall falls and they decide to, uh, you know, walk over near the coast? That would be that would be a mistake because you will <laughs> get killed. If the wall goes down, like they they need to wait. Wait, the others are gonna the others are gonna get killed if they walk along the coast. No, the people are gonna get killed. Like if the wall falls and and like the north's invaded by the army of the dead, like where's the next rallying point? Is Winterfell? Yeah, but what if the others just go around Winterfell and go somewhere else? I guess that's not the point. The point of the others is that they're gonna go destroy everybody. Yeah, so they're not I gonna guess, skip. I guess Winterfell. if everybody was hanging out at Winterfell, that's where they would go. Yes. Um. <laughs> true true yeah um, they're also going to put most of the army there so that probably most of the fighting men are going to be there like there's not going to be that many people out there's going to be civilians but they do need the food i don't know it, 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 the overall point was that she's she's working at ruling and seems to be doing a good job everyone approves it right so yeah it just seems strange could. that like did did was uh was ramsey not preparing food for the winter he didn't seem like the type to be good at uh these kind of things no you don't think so i don't know he seems no. like a clever guy um i feel like he would have been like yeah hey i want a lot of food <laughs> like yeah. let's do this um well they had food they had food for a year he just didn't think ahead of that he, he doesn't he seems to me a bit cl- more clever than he is more clever oh he's far more clever in the show than he is in the books yeah it's a different character okay so um Littlefinger talks to Sansa. We got a short little scene with him, but I like this scene, uh, telling her like, "Don't look at one thing. Plan yeah. for everything, always." And I think that is solid advice. Solid advice. That's, that's what he does too. Yeah, he reveals that that's that's the way he plays the game. But you can't predict everything, which is what the next scene says, like shows, right? Yeah. So Bran arrives. Uh, he is high as a freaking kite and doesn't care about anything anymore. <laughs> Very touching reunion. Uh, Very and, and, touching. God yeah. damn it. Hug your sister, Bran. Your arms still work. Come on. 
no, but Bran, that's the point. Bran is beyond that. Like, Bran, Bran is, is so beyond that now, Bran, man. Bran is just like another level. He's like ultra Buddhist Bran now. He's like... <laughs> He's so beyond that, man. Like, yeah. totally, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been smoking the uh, werewolf... werewolf uh, <laughs> He's been smoking those werewolf werewolf pipes. Leaves, um, yeah, the werewolf leaves. It's a... <laughs> Jesus. So we get this reunion. Um, Sansa's very excited. Bran, like you said, beyond it. Um, and then we have this scene where they're chilling in the godswood, and um, they established... I took a photo of that tree, by the way. That tree was at Comic-Con. But, uh... Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, in the experience. Remember, oh, that's right. The... Yeah, there were a couple <laughs> weirwoods there. Yeah, absolutely. I might have some pictures of those. I'm looking to post right, those. release with this episode. <laughs> absolutely. Let's, I'll send them to you. So yeah. um, we have it established right away. Uh, Sansa. And it's, this is a little, little weird to me because Sansa's been like fighting for it. For the past yeah. couple episodes, and now she's like, "Oh wait, here's the oldest living son. You can have it." And it's like, "Wait a minute, Sansa. No, isn't this what you and Littlefinger have been like wanting?" But like, it was very. She said it very grudgingly. Like she didn't. It's almost she didn't want to say that, but she had to test the water. Like she, if it's going to come up, she might as well test the water now, right? I if guess. He was gonna... Yeah. I mean, might as well. Yeah. But I, yeah. really, she she didn't seem grudging to do it at all to me. It seemed like it was so right. simple. Like, yeah, the last living son. It's yours now. Um. And Bran's just like, I don't want that shit. I can't be Lord. I can't be Lord of anything. I'm the the three-eyed raven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he ends it really creepily. Raven is the show. Three-eyed crows in uh, the books. Um, And then he ends it really creepily by bringing up her wedding to Ramsay. Yeah. And it just kind of goes to show how detached he is because... He's like he saw. He brings up this, which is probably the worst night yes. of her life, and he's like, "You were so beautiful," and she's like, "What the fuck? This, <laughs> this kid is fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> like he needed to give an example to show that he has ability to see things, but why this one, right? Like, well, I think it, it shows- he also need to show that he he's like doesn't really care anymore. He's like, yeah. oh, that's what the sh- the scene is showing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That he's just beyond like you know niceties of like he's kind of like a Vulcan now. He doesn't have the emotion. That's right. We have a Romulan on the throne in the south, and then we have a Vulcan. <laughs> he mind melds with the tree, and he sees everything, but That's he has right. no emotion about it. No emotional resonance, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I guess, uh, I was going to say, what's the USS Enterprise? Hopefully not silence. That, that's more... <laughs> that's, that's like, the, that's like <laughs> the Defiant or something, you know? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, silence is Defiant. Or it's the Borg Cube or some bullshit. Borg. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Cool. So uh, yeah, that basically uh, wraps up the whole episode, man. We got through it. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, despite whatever problems there are, like it, it's it was an enjoyable episode. So yeah, I'm having fun flying along with it yeah. and, uh, and and moving and just kind of chugging along and um, yeah. Pretty cool. Well, we also I also sat in that uh, Dragonstone throne as well. They had that as well. I remember they the, did. Yes. Yeah. Um, got a picture of that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw a review somewhere where it's like they waited years for for Danny and John to meet, and then Danny had a bad hair day. <laughs> I'm like, what? It didn't seem like a bad hair day to me. I'm not. I guess I'm not that judgmental for really? that. Really, she looked fantastic. Yeah, I thought she looked good. But, and besides, yeah. it's a wig. How can yeah. she bad wig day? <laughs> John John had better hair. No. I guess I guess she slept on her wig funny, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of a podcast of Ice and Fire where we discussed The Queen's Justice, Season 7, Episode 3 of A Game of Thrones. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at A Podcast of Ice and Fire. Join the forums, join the discussion. We'll be back again next week. And until then, take care. We'll see you next time. Miss Melisandre does mention uh, I've brought Ice and Fire together. So I guess she, that's what she's viewing John as the ice and, and uh, Danny as the fire. Exactly. Yeah. Like any guesses we had from the books, I guess it's just like, all right, yep, they are ice and fire. Yep, indeed. Yeah. I, but mean, I mean, the, so, but I mean, there are many instances of what that could be. Like John himself is also yeah, ice and fire. Exactly. John himself is also ice and fire. So this is just her interpretation of it. But well, she wouldn't know the other answer, right? She wouldn't know about John's lineage. So unless mm-hmm. you saw it in the flames. And like R'hllor or the prince that was promised versus the Night King, that's also an ice and fire battle. Um. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you'll send me your copy? <laughs> uh, yes, I will. I'll send it to you and uh, have a good one, dude. Cheers. Peace. Oh, man, it is hot. Hot, hot, hot. I might take my shirt off to record this episode. <laughs>